BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Carlene Higgins. I'm here with my co-host, Jill Dunn, and it's almost 2023. Wow. Like, I have to get used to saying that. 2023. It's got to roll off the tongue now. So you know what we like to do at the end of a year? We want to look back. We want to like analyze what happened and maybe look ahead to what's coming. I mean, as editors, we just can't help ourselves. This is what we like to do. Kind of like see what the ties that are binding and what's driving, moving and shaking the beauty biz right now. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that we do this year in review episode every single year welcoming a special guest. And so I'm going to tell you who's on the mic just ahead. We have... Dolma Alton. She is the business creator who we became obsessed with on TikTok because she really has a purpose and a mission, and that is to help female founders access resources and knowledge that they need to just slay in their businesses. And, you know, she really does this through like a beauty and fashion lens. Like she uses beauty brands as case studies to educate on things like what is a private equity or venture capitalism. You know, she'll use like Kim Kardashian's business dealings to educate on that. So I'm like, okay, I'm listening. You know, I mean, I don't need an MBA. I just can listen to her content. It's truly incredible. The amount of detail she puts into her videos. It's like, no wonder she's popped off. And Dilma is a founder herself. Her education company is called Make Lane, and she helps female founders scale startup consumer brands. And prior to that, she founded Potion, which was a clean fragrance store online. And she also worked at Google as an AdWords strategist. Mm hmm. And she also has a podcast. It's called Due Diligence. And that sort of features these in-depth case studies of female-founded brands. And guess what? We were recent guests on Due Diligence. We kind of blew the lid off the whole topic of girl boss culture. We talked about how we're feeling about that term these days. It's gotten a lot of, you know, hating on it. So we talk about that. And also our personal experience as female founders. Did you know we're female founders, Jill? Let's not discount that. We really are. Yeah. Entrepreneurship hat is on (laughs) over here. Yeah. So we'll link to our appearance on that show in our show notes. And then you can have a listen as well. And of course, if you fall in love with Dolma like we have, don't forget to follow her show, rate and review it. Then while you're there, 
give us a rating, five stars, preferably, and a review. <laughs> we always read those. Like that's that could be your little year end gift to us. I'm I'm just being a little shameless and requesting a little year end love, you know? That's right. Just the season for giving. So in today's episode, we're going to chat about the biggest beauty moments of the year. But before we get into that, we just really want to take a moment to speak to you honestly and openly about what's been on our mind lately, what really truly is the biggest moment of the year. And that is in regards to the women of Iran following the death of Masa Amini. This is such a heavy topic. It's difficult to just like fold into this like fun and witty conversation we're about to have. So we just wanted to kind of pull you aside for a second and let you know that this is something we've been thinking about a lot and thinking about ways that we can support. Absolutely. And of course, if you're not familiar, this is the story of the young woman who was 22 years old. And back in September, she died in the morality police custody in Iran because she was not wearing her head covering properly. And what I've been seeing in the streets of Iran and frankly, all over the world is just so inspiring to me. People cutting their hair, you know, in the streets, fighting for equality. And, you know, women literally going outside, not covering their hair, and they could die because of that is just like so powerful. And so we need to support them in any way that we can. Absolutely. I mean, I never want to like trample on anyone's beliefs. I believe in women's right to choose whether you want to show your hair, whether you want to wear makeup or not, and certainly to stand up for your own rights and to be able to do that. Jill, I don't know if you follow Elika Laban on Instagram. No. She's like an absolute force. She was actually a musician formerly, and now she's an attorney and a a huge activist. And if you follow her, it's just like this deep analysis of the situation every single day. Like she is fighting for the movement. Mm -hmm. She recently launched like a t-shirt and sweatshirts designed that say woman life freedom and proceeds go toward United for Iran. That's a nonprofit that helps to support the movement by like providing technology, helping with strategy and organizational resources for protesters. We're going to link to her on our blog and in our show notes. But, you know, it's really difficult to figure out what can we do? What can we do to support? So we're going to donate $500 to United for Iran because truly this is the most crucial moment of the year. Let's be honest. Absolutely. So with that, we are going to pivot a little bit and we are going to get onto the topics of this hour here today. Let's get into it, Carlene. Yes. So just ahead, we're going to be chatting with Dolma about her expert take on which beauty brands she thinks have been winning and losing in 2022, including the brands she personally would invest in right now. And I was taking notes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. She's also going to tell us who everyone will be talking about all 2023 long. And we get into some hot takes. I mean, I feel like we don't sound off that much, Carlene, but Mm -hmm. we did in this episode because there's a few things that have us hot and bothered, namely the whole Ozempidemic, as it were. Carlene Mm -hmm. coined that term. I mean, (laughs) trademark it, you know, that's happening in Hollywood. And we're dissecting those quote unquote thin is in headlines. We also talk about some of the biggest moments in TikTok this year, like the Bobby Brown of it all, the clap back and brownie lips, why some creators were calling that trend out as being very problematic and why Michaela Makeup, who was on our show earlier this year, one of the most powerful creators on TikTok, why she chose to take a break from the platform. 
So let's get into it. Here she is, Doma. This episode is brought to you in part by Way. Consider this your wake-up call, friends, because whether you're celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, we are days, and I mean just days, away from the holidays. So why not give them the gift of healthy hair this year with Way? Way has gift sets that everyone on your list will love to help keep their hair healthy and looking great all winter long. And there's always savings when you buy the products together in one of these holiday kits. We love that. They happen to have one in particular that combines my two hands-down favorite products from Way. It's called the Better Together Kit. It's 40 bucks. You get the full-size leave-in conditioning spray that I use after every single shower. It helps detangle my hair. Plus, it's like a two-in-one, so it's a heat protector up to 450 degrees You know, when I curl my hair. This is a must for me. Plus, you get the full-size detox shampoo. Okay, I use this at least once a week. It clears up product buildup and oil and hard water deposit. It's got apple cider vinegar in it, and it's safe for color-treated hair. All I can say is it works. My hair feels lighter, fluffier, and cleaner afterwards. Total reset in my routine. Before I started using it, I honestly felt like my roots were getting greasy quicker, which meant I had to wash my hair more often. Uh, no thanks. And honestly, at this time of year, there are so many events and dinners. I find I'm heat styling my hair a lot more. I'm using a ton of dry shampoo to try to make the style last longer. So this whole kit is just a must for me. The Way Better Together holiday set is the perfect gift, especially because it's good for all hair types. So we got a promo code for you. Discover all the ways to share joy this holiday season. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use code BEAUTY to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BEAUTY. And now back to the show. Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Dolma. So thinking back to everything that's happened in beauty this year, who are the biggest winners and losers of 2022 when it comes to beauty brands? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say a a recent one that's top of mind for me because I made a video about it and I just think it was such a stellar acquisition. It's Hero Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. I think they did such a great job of kind of like defying the traditional playbook of D to C first, they went Amazon first, then target retail, and then they were direct to consumer. And then they had an acquisition after raising, I believe a single round of financing. So I was really impressed by that and kudos to Ju and the team. So I think that's an example. I think road by Haley Bieber, I think is an interesting example. Jury's still out on how they fare over the long term, but I feel like it's mm. one of those rare celebrity brands that a lot of people were actually anticipating and they were actually excited about. So I think they're a lot more promising and substantive than a lot of other talent-led brands. So I am personally excited to see what happens there. And I also think that 
the Byredo acquisition was massive mm, and that's yes. not something you typically see. A 10-figure acquisition in the beauty and fragrance space is really unique. There's so much to unpack with all those brands, honestly. But yeah. with Hero Cosmetics, one of the things that you touched on there that I thought was really interesting was the fact that they launched on Amazon first. Because I feel like Amazon, it's such a tricky landscape. Like we we're talking about celebrity brands as well. And I always thought that House Labs made a fatal error when they launched only on Amazon, like even from the word go. And I'm not a business analyst like you are. But I, it just felt wrong. Like in my bones, I was like, this isn't going to be good. And I do think it was arguably a bit of a flop, which is why they went to Sephora. And I think Sephora has really put some rocket fuel into that ship in terms mm -hmm. of like innovation. The latest foundation is totally kick-ass. And now I think it's in a position where it's primed for success. But I was honestly worried that House Labs was going to make it into 2023 because of that Amazon move. So what do you think like the difference was where it was a success for Hero, but not so great for House? I love House this Labs. question. Yeah, I totally agree with you about House Labs. I think that was a misfire on their part. I think it's really difficult to launch an unknown brand on Amazon where people can't try and touch and feel the product. It's just a difficult proposition for a color cosmetics brand that is by one of the biggest pop stars. Whereas for something like Hero Cosmetics, it's a bit more of a functional, I think of it as yeah. a utilitarian product, right? You don't need to have a sexy brand. You don't need to have, you just need to kind of get the job done and you need to have a, a knowledge of how to sort of optimize your listing on Amazon. And there are nuances to that, but it requires, you know, generating reviews and having, you know, the SEO ability to optimize for Amazon. And with that nature of a product with a pimple patch, that's just a lot easier. And yeah. I also think that they caught it at the right timing matters a lot mm -hmm. here. So Hero Cosmetics saw, or Jew saw that this was a product category that was pretty established in Korea, for example. And then she was seeing that there were increasing searches on Amazon for this. And there are tools you can use to see this kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. she was she had first mover advantage. Mm -hmm. Now we see, I think, Recently, Zitstika was acquired. I think mm -hmm. Peace Out Skincare raised a big funding round. So now that she has kind of proven out the category, it is becoming more popular. Starface is pretty popular. And so I think it's about the nature of the product. I think it's about timing. And I think it's also price point, right? It's yeah, not that's what I was going to say. It's an easy add-on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about in a year from now? Who's going to be in trouble mm -hmm. or not around? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a good question. I think everybody who is not differentiated enough. I think a lot of the clean brands that were kind of early and are not differentiated because now clean is becoming table stakes. There's also a bit of a backlash to clean. And that segment of the market is not growing as fast as let's say like clean clinical or science backed. So I think a lot of these brands and I don't necessarily know who I would name, but brands that have maybe raise some capital or not yet profitable, don't yet have the growth rates or the profitability or efficiency <coughs> to show to investors to be able to successfully raise their next round. I think that's going to be difficult just because there's capital out there, but investors are just more reticent to invest unless there's profitability or a path to profitability, unless there's really solid growth. So I think that's going to be tough. And I even think that Tata Harper being acquired recently by Amore Pacific, I think that was kind of only possible because they were so early to the game. They were really the pioneers and providing a lot of education in the clean beauty space. Regardless of what you think about clean beauty, it was a big trend and Tata Harper 
sort of paved the way in a lot of ways. And they've been around, I think, for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And so that's the point at which, you know, after all that work and laying those foundations, they were able to get acquired, which actually is kind of a while. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is with Tata Harper, I will say it's not, they're not just standing on the platform of we are an OG clean beauty brand. The products are legit AF. Like they are so good and such a pleasure to use. They really are luxurious. If you were to invest in a brand today, Dilma, who would you invest in? I would invest in K18. I would invest in maybe Jones Road. I would invest in, let's see, topicals even though they just raised a funding round. Those are some that come to mind immediately, but I'm sure there are many. I would probably invest in Summer Fridays. I really love K18. I think K18 is a great example of a brand that's doing everything right. And as far as sort of like making predictions and sort of predicting trends, I think what they have that checks off all the boxes of what I think is going to continue to trend even more, they have an IP mode, right? Intellectual property, because they have some sort of patented Mm -hmm. technology. The product is really high repeat purchase rate product. I think that's really effective. It's really differentiated and it has actual experts on the team. So for all those, and you know, hair care, prestige hair care has seen good growth recently. So I think for all those reasons, it's it's a great brand and they've generated incredible revenue from just their initial skew. Yeah. And, you know, they've recently started to expand mm-hmm. from that. So really yeah. impressive. And that's the thing is like at so the end of the day, you can snow everybody with your marketing mumbo jumbo, but if it's a really good product and my yeah. hair is silky soft at, in four minutes, will it like take my money. But I'm curious, do you think Olaplex is in trouble now? And also the former Olaplex, one of the founders yeah. is now launching in this new brand, what's press? it called? A press? E-P-R-E-S, I think it yeah, is. So yeah. So I'm curious how... Or a prey, a prey, I don't know uh, how to say Yeah, it. maybe it's a prey, a prey but Yeah. I'll have to try. I'm trying to get my hands on that one to see if it's legit. Yeah. I would have to, I'd have to dig deeper into Olaplex, but I I do think that they're going to actually run into trouble, not just because necessarily the nature of their products, although I think K18 is giving them a run for their money. Mm. I think that it's just tough in the public markets and they're one of the few beauty brands that's been able to IPO to go public. And Mm. they were actually doing pretty well at some point. I think their market cap was something at like you know, in the, in the tens of billions. And so that's really impressive, but now a lot of these brands are facing a lot of headwinds in the public market. So I think because of that contraction, that's going to actually like cause a lot of difficulties for them as a business. So that's where I would think like, I'm probably not going to buy any Olaplex stock anytime soon. Popping in to share some love for Origins, one of our awesome show partners this week. So a few weeks ago, I headed on a work trip to Park City, Utah, and the only skincare that I packed was from the Origins Fantastic Favorites set. So this is a six-piece essentials kit. It's got everything from cleanser to moisturizer. I love the mini size. They're so convenient and so cute. And if you're not that familiar with Origins, they're the pioneering nature-infused skincare brand, and they have so many elevated gift sets that will surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. You might remember a few weeks ago in our gift guide, I talked about their starter mask set that's only $20 with a $40 value. So great. And Origins creates transformative skincare with naturally derived ingredients to noticeably improve how our skin looks and feels. And Origins has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins holiday gift set cartons are plastic-free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. 
For every tree harvested, new trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted over 2 million trees around the world. So you can feel good about the gifts you're giving this holiday season from Origins. And I have to say from that set that I tried, I was so happy to be reacquainted with the Dr. Andrew Weil Mega Mushroom line. The Relief and Resilience Fortifying Emulsion was just like chef's kiss. And not to mention that whole set, it's got more than $70 worth of value, but it's only $45. Plus, Origins, they're powered by nature and they're proven by science. They're focused on plant chemistry as the key driver of their formulation philosophy and they're planet conscious. They are redefining their responsibility toward the betterment of their customers, of our skin and our planet. So get Origins gift sets today available at origins.com. We'll link to this in our show notes and on our website. Pausing to shout out Espresso, they're one of our show partners this week. So our topic of the hour is dissecting the biggest moments in beauty this year. And one product that had a mega moment on TikTok is the Espresso Glassy Blush. So this is a color changing blush to suit all skin tones. So obviously I had to try it. It comes in this wee glass jar. The product itself is clear and the magic happens when you dab the tiniest amount on your cheeks. You sort of work it in with your fingertips. And right before your eyes, the translucent blush, it reacts with your pH level and it adapts to every skin tone. So you get this customized blush revealed for your complexion. And I really like it. It's very modern and it's long lasting. It looks really lit from within. That translucent quality really comes through. And I just think it's so cool that it kind of magically transforms Espresso. It's actually an indie makeup brand and everything that they create, it's made in Italy, which every beauty editor knows the best quality stuff is made in Italy. And Espresso is cruelty-free and they adhere to the EU standards for clean formulations, plus they're caffeine-infused. Next on my list to try is these aroma lipsticks they have. They're these rich colors that are long-lasting and apparently they're infused with Arabica seed oil and it helps to increase hydration. And apparently they have this like a very addictive smell too, which I'm really curious to try out. So right now you can head to their website and get 15% off your purchase using our discount code beauty. So head to espresso.com. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O-H.com and stock up on all of your Italian beauty essentials today. Remember there's no X in espresso. Once again, that's espresso.com for 15% off with our code beauty. Now back to the show. What about who here is worried about Gucci beauty now that uh, Alessandra Michele is gone? I'm Anybody? Not. I'm Nobody's not. worried? Because if I'm being very frank, I like the fragrances, but the makeup was better under Pat McGrath. I think it needed to be pivoted regardless. So the makeup, I don't think. But yeah, the, he's like a creative visionary, but they've had great people before. I'm sure they will. You know, they've got bigger fish to fry right now at Caring, dealing with this Balenciaga mm -hmm. thing because it's the same parent company. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do you mm -hmm. think Skin by Kim is going to go anywhere? The skincare line? Mm -hmm. No. I, d I never was a big fan of that idea. I think it's too expensive. I talked yeah. about this previously on the show. I think it's like Kim Kardashian can sell a Balenciaga bag absolutely for $3,000, but can she launch a Kim Kardashian bag that's $3,000? No, we're not buying that. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's what she's essentially done with the skincare is mm -hmm. like launched a premium 
overpriced skincare line that I just don't think people are going to invest in. So let's talk about, you know, we know what you do and you do so well on TikTok, you know, talking about these female founded brands and how business works and all that. Surely you're an observer on TikTok as well. And I'm curious, like, what are some of the big wow moments that you've noticed in beauty or just like body, like trends or just things that made you stop? And you were like, wow, that was a moment in 2022, high or a low. What do you, what stands out to you? One moment that I thought I really, part of the reason I said Jones Road earlier is because I, I think they're exemplifying how to do TikTok the right way. Of course yeah. they have a competitive advantage because Bobby Brown is already famous. She's legendary, in fact. But I think all their different sort of like posts that go viral and also that weird drama with there was some influencer who just took the foundation and Meredith. just like, lathered it. Yes. That mm-hmm. that was a fun like sort of you know debacle to watch unfold. But that's I mean that's like one of few things that come to mind. And then Bobby clapped back. Like it was amazing. Yeah, she it did. Yeah. Amazing. But she did it in such a classy way too. Yes. I was like, oh Bobby. Yeah. And it's because just because I, I sort of only saw this from the outskirts. So it was a case of she put it on wrong. Is that it? She put on too much. She went nuts with it. Meredith did. Yeah. Which is what she does. She puts on like a whole bottle of foundation basically for her looks, you know, and she, she dug into the bomb foundation and put it on. It was just gloppy and obviously like falling off her face. It looked like it was from the dollar bin. Right. It looked like satire. Yes. Right. And so Bobby came on and showed her how to do it right. And just for those of us who, who missed that moment, how, what was the right way? Did she bust out a beauty blender or like, she didn't, she didn't even do that. She had a clap back. She kind of like doubled down on the satire and like, like put more. Oh, right. She tripled it. She tripled. Yeah. 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 I can't remember. There were other artists, I think who, and I think this is the beauty of sometimes these viral moments, because I think there were other makeup artists who were jumping on and being like, let me show you how it's done. Mm. I'm sure I saw that. And they were, and they were like, this is actually a totally bomb product. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a product that's just meant for a more mature skin. And I don't think they necessarily like explicitly say that all the time, but I think that's where it's a bit of a, it's a bit misleading to just take like half the, you know, half the jar and slather it on your face. One thing that I thought was interesting was, you know, the whole going back to road beauty, the brownie glazed lip moment. Mm -hmm. And there was a backlash to that because so again, for anyone who might've missed it, they tried to sort of launch this trend. And I do think that there, it, you know, felt a little bit contrived the whole glazed skin. They're obviously like trying to, again, create this kind of universe around it, or at least this beauty universe. So it was the idea of wearing a brown lip liner with clear gloss. So of course, women of color, the community kind of rose up and was like, we've been doing this forever, guys. Like, this is not a trend. This is not new. Stop trying to like cash in on what we've been doing forever again. And I mean, what I would just say about that, in my opinion, that I thought was interesting is that having done these like year in review episodes for a few years now, I feel like there were less moments like that this year than we've seen in years past, these like sort of missteps. So to me, it it just gave me pause. And I was like, oh, I wonder if like the beauty community has kind of learned and, you know, is like more conscious if we're actually seeing some progress is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say in that area. Cause I was like, oh, there actually haven't been as many moments like that. 
this year, as we've talked about in the past, where it was like kind of riddled, you know? Yeah. I, that's an interesting one. Cause I was asked to comment on that one. And then I tried to be sort of diplomatic about it and it mm-hmm. did not work, but I think that I want, I want to believe what you're saying. I think it also might be that there was very justifiably. So especially in 2020, a lot of pent up like outrage around just, you know, things that go back historically and also a lot of more sort of proximate causes of that kind of outrage. And so there, because of that pent up kind of collective frustration, I think it was easier for people to call out things and then kind of turn it into a whole sort of more public moment call out. Mm -hmm. I think there is, I think some of that energy has dissipated just relative to 2020, which was really sort of like the year of that. So I think it's probably a combination of things. Hopefully we're learning. Hopefully we're growing. I still think there was plenty of scandals. I mean, Michaela had to go off for like six weeks almost because of her scandal, yeah. right? So they're just different types of scandals. Wait, what, what scandal are you referring to? We need um, to be, I think we need to. Okay. So basically in uh, 2021, I believe it was, she had created this video, which it was just like very casually talking to the camera after she had come mm-hmm. off of a long day of shooting. It was on her other TikTok channel. And she was like, guys, it's like, five o'clock. I've been working all day. You know, it's five nineteen. I looked at the clock and I've been working all day. It's so hard to work. Like basically saying like how hard it is to work as an influencer mm-hmm. on TikTok, creating this videos. And yeah. then everybody just came for her and they were just like, bitch, please. Like I just literally scrubbed floors for 10 hours. You can't talk to me with your, all your Gucci bags lined up behind you. And mm-hmm. then she had to like issue an apology. And then it literally made her go dark on TikTok for close to six weeks. I think there was also a thing that got unearthed. I don't know if it was around the same time, but apparently years ago, she, it, it's just one of these weird trivial things where people are, you know, unearth it. And you're like, how do you have so much time on your hands? Right. But somebody went back to all the times that Michaela has commented on Jacqueline Hill's yes, yes, post, that too. and they were all kind of like snarky, random little sort of like pellets of Trolling. Trolling. And I think people saw that and they were like, wait, this is so hypocritical. So I think all of it might have happened around the same time. Yeah, it was, it it came together. Yeah. Watch what you say online with, even if you're tweeting when you're 14 years old, whatever, it can come back to haunt you. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that one. I'm learning. I'm learning (laughs) these highlights from the year. That's just a lesson from a lot of these is first of all, scrub your Twitter from your (laughs) old 14 year old post. And also, yeah. Well, and also try not to be a troll and try to be a decent human being and yeah. have a plan. If you're a brand, have a plan for how you're going to navigate these things. But because chances are, if you're just, you know, if you're online at some point, you're going to make a misstep and you just have to have sort of like an authentic way to own it and respond to it without, yeah. you know, screwing I, yourself. Jumping in to share a word from Pair Eyewear, they're supporting our show this week. Tis the season to be out and about, and Pair Eyewear is here to make sure you look your best under the mistletoe or to simply refresh your look for the new year ahead. So Pair is a completely customizable eyewear company that, in a single snap, allows you to click on a new design to transform your eyewear whenever the mood strikes. One pair 
endless possibilities. So first up, you choose a base frame. The style that I scored, they're called the Wanda frames. They're slightly oversized cat eye and they're clear. And get this, the frames start at just $60, including prescription. So affordable. Now comes the fun part. You can choose from hundreds of matching magnetic top frame designs that make it easy to switch up your look to suit your mood or occasion. So there's sun tops, there's solid colors, there's sparkles. They even have fun collaborations like Marvel and Harry Potter. And I'm on their site right now. They have all of these limited edition styles for New Year's, like ones that have champagne bottles on them. So much fun. So the good news is we have a special offer that saves you 15%. So experiment with who you can be in 2023 with Pear. Go to com today and support our show with code beauty15. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, eyewear.com code beauty15. Once again, com and use code beauty 15 for 15% off. Now back to the show. This episode is brought to you in part by Macy's. Okay, literally as I'm recording this right now, it's a Tuesday at 3.58 p.m. I'm looking at my computer and I want to let you know about a very special feature that you may not know about on Macy's website. It's called Macy's Live and it happens every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. I'm so excited because I have no idea who's about to pop on the screen. Every week, Macy's Live is hosted by top fashion and beauty experts and influencers covering everything you need to know to express your personal style. And one time when I happened to be on the site when this was happening, it was Max Pro Makeup Artist. His name's Romero Jennings. And I've chatted with him before backstage at Fashion Week. I was like, what are you doing here? He was live on the screen with a model showing everyone his secrets to doing a mermaid makeup look. It was awesome. Okay, so I'm literally tuning in to lifestyle at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. They're featuring a member of the Macy's style crew today, and they're talking about how to wear a cranberry velvet blazer for the holidays. I love this idea. What colors to pair it with. They have a male model in a suit, and he's pairing it with this bright pop of green. I feel like that's so modern. What silhouette to shop for. And it's such a cool and unique feature because you can actually live shop as they're talking. So cool. For insights on how to make the latest trends work for you, find new ideas on some of your wardrobe basics, and even get gift inspo for your loved ones, check out Lifestyle at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. And don't worry because the lives are recorded. So if you're not there right at four, you can check out back episodes like for insider tips on new beauty drops that are hot off the shelf, helpful how-tos and must-have products that your routine needs now. Check out Live Beauty at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. That's Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. I'm just curious if you have any takes and so many, there's so many discussions happening about this on social media, Dilma, and about body image. And obviously it was body positivity, body neutrality. This was so welcome, such a breath of fresh air. We were really, everybody was championing this movement. And then boom, this year headlines in the cut are could then be in again. It caused outrage online. Everyone's how, like, how dare you publish these images of like very, very slim celebrities. And then of course there's the whole Ozempic of it all, which if people aren't familiar, it's an injectable drug for diabetics that one of the side effects is you actually lose a lot of weight on it and makes you very nauseous. So you basically don't want to eat. So anyway, pretty much every celebrity is on it. You know, it's skinny, skinny, rich is skinny, rich is what town and country called it. And I'm just curious what your sort of take is on this and if you think it's here to stay or what. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this probably goes without saying, but I, I, 
it saddens me to see that there is this discourse and it's all almost a self-perpetuating, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When you start yeah. to have these headlines saying, then it's back in, even mm-hmm. if you're saying, oh no, then it's back in, people are right. going to see that. Young, impressionable women are going to see that and they're going to be like, oh, I have to get with the trend. It's right. back in. So it's almost this self-fulfilling prophecy. And I, I don't think it's responsible for some of these media outlets to be perpetuating that and adding mm-hmm. fuel to that fire. Yeah. And I also think that it's an interesting kind of case study in the way I like to zoom out and see sort of like how macro trends work culturally. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this phenomenon where if something is really entrenched and you're trying to challenge those norms, even if you make some progress, there's almost this reactivity that happens after that, this backlash yeah. or this swing of the pendulum back. So I almost see it as three steps forward, maybe two steps back, but you're still, but I like to think that over the long run, we're inching towards progress. So I don't think we're going to go totally back because now there's just enhanced awareness. And even the fact that there are so many sort of like backlash pieces saying, Hey, stop saying that. Like, this is not responsible. This is not okay. Like, I don't think that would have been the dialogue or the sort of reactionary dialogue like 20 years ago. And so I think that there's, there, there's a little bit more conscientiousness around it now, but we're seeing that pendulum swing back. And so it's just going to take a long time, I think, to really sort of have healthier norms around this. Yeah. One thing I saw yesterday was Rebel Wilson launched a clothing line and it's not inclusive sizing. What wow. the f- mm, so that's crazy. <laughs> anyway. I think it's, I think it's, I, I'm just going to say it. I think this is the scariest thing to hit sort of like the, the popular, what do you call like pop culture mm-hmm. in in decades, you know, mm-hmm. like I think it yeah. started when Kim Kardashian went down to like a size, probably double zero for the Marilyn Monroe dress. She's mm-hmm. so incredibly influential and her sisters obviously did the same thing. But I think this whole Ozempic thing, what is so scary about it is because there are so many people in Hollywood all shifting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that collective, their reach in terms of their influence, and it's like every time you turn around, there's somebody who is tiny. And yeah, I think for women of every age, that's incredibly triggering and damaging. And I think for young people, absolutely on TikTok or whatever, but I think, I think it's kind of even worse for people who are, who are the age of these women. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like what, you know, this is what I have to look like to feel like I'm attractive kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think we've ever seen anything in like in my lifetime, I can't think of something that has been so widespread amongst people of influence that's had that level of visual transformation. I've never seen it. I think Botox, Botox. Right. But if it's Botox, you don't see it, right? Well, you see Nicole Kidman's face on a 1000 inch screen and it's well, sure. I mean, that, I think if you yeah. if you lined up a bunch of women today in their mm-hmm. mid 40s from Hollywood compared to 30 years ago, absolutely mm-hmm. you'd be like, yes. But I think the thing about that in my opinion is that sure it can put pressure on people and make them feel shitty and that's something t- potentially to be concerned about. But I think when it comes to weight loss and your body, that's like actually dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all these people who don't have access to Ozempic, what are they going to be doing to sort of get there? Yeah, right. Yeah, for to sure. me, that's really frightening. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't blame people or I don't, I think women can do whatever they want with their bodies. I, and I think like Adele faced that everyone's like, you used to be chubby and now you're skinny. We feel betrayed. And it's like, I don't think that's fair either, but I do agree with you when it's like all of a sudden, and I mean, I'm, this is allegedly, this is my own opinion. Demi Lovato, all of a sudden, very tiny. Mindy Kaling, all of a sudden, very tiny. Oh, we're going to name names? We're going to do the Ozempic one. Well, I, this is my opinion, my opinion, yeah, my opinion. And, you know, and I, I applaud some of them for just, I basically, I don't care what you do. Just tell people that you did it. That's my whole thing. Like there's a, a talk show host and she did a whole thing on people.com. I believe she's on the talk. She's like, I lost 90 pounds doing this and it saved my life. Okay. That's great. I, I just think we need to be like, oh, it's not from like Pilates three times a week. So, I mean, I guess I think the thing is though, is like, you know, have I ever done anything to lose weight? Absolutely. You know, I've done Weight Watchers or whatever, but it's also like, sometimes it's about realizing that your, your lifestyle and what you're consuming has shifted to be out of balance. So, Hmm. you know, getting that back in check is like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but somehow it feels like a cheat with Ozempic, where it's just like, first you're taking these drugs from people who need it. It's meant for people who are dangerously at risk of getting diabetes or obese and being like, Oh, that's me. Well, it's an insulin, it's an insulin regulator. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that feels like a cheat that I think is a bit triggering as well. I do hope that we eventually get to a place where the, the body positivity movement shifts from, okay, we are relying on all these media outlets and all these celebrities sort of like validating that all sizes are beautiful instead of relying on that. And then having that be threatened when trends start to shift, I hope we shift more to body neutrality is a phrase that Mm -hmm. like a friend of mine shared with me recently, which is, it's just not, your happiness is not dependent on that. Your self-worth is just not dependent on however you look. It's just not about, it's not, it, it transcends even body positivity in the sense that like you're not trying to derive some self sense of being okay from whether society mm-hmm. has started to validate whatever size or shape you are. And I, I hope that we start some, this is, this is definitely a long shot, but hopefully the mental health conversation that we're having in recent years, which is great, sort of combine integrates more with the conversation about, you know, body image. And, and I think that is the only hope I see for especially young women. I can't imagine what it's like to be a teenage girl today, just on social media all the time. So that's kind of my hope for this movement. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's get into predictions. So we're putting you on the hot seat, Dilma. So what are your top three topics, trends, products, or brands that you think that we'll be talking about nonstop in 2023 and beyond? I think a lot of celebrity and influencer led brands are going to shutter some even mm. sort of like very quickly after they've been launched, maybe even mm. some that were launched this year or last year. I won't necessarily name names or I like we could go into that, but I, I think that's going to be a trend and we're going to have more of a mainstream conversation around. Can we stop with this wastefulness of celebrities launching brands that don't need to exist? I think that's one thing that's going to happen. And then I think we're going to see a lot of regular brands, a lot of indie beauty brands struggle to survive 
And I think a lot of them are either not going to be able to raise their next round of funding and they're going to shutter, or they're just going to be hit with headwinds around supply chain, around marketing costs, around competition, and they're not going to be able to survive. So I think there's maybe going to be a lot of brands shutting down or being consolidated. I think some strategic acquirers, not even just the huge you know, conglomerates, but some sort of like mid-tier acquirers might snap up some of these brands or merge. I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation just because there's going to be a shakeout. And then I think we're going to start to see some of the survivors being the brands that have IP modes, like the K-18s of the world, or like Afton Acre is one that I like for scalp treatment. There are a few others that aren't coming to mind right now, but like brands that are just started by experts and have something truly innovative, patented, like efficacious in their formulations. I think those are going to be the brands and that have the right team around them. They're going to, there's going to be basically you know, there are all these players in the ecosystem, there's going to be consolidation and then sort of like a power law that becomes even more exaggerated as far as how much attention resources and sales, the few kind of good brands are able to generate. Mm -hmm. Any celeb predictions for people who should have brands that don't yet that you think might dabble? Um, That's a good question. I, I feel like if anybody had even the slightest possibility of being successful at it, even the ones that have maybe dubious sort of potential to succeed at it. Like they've all done it. I just actually thought of somebody that I think should have her own skincare line, Martha Stewart. She is so good on the internet. She is so beautiful and graceful and who knows what work has gone into that, but she has this reputation now of being just like, you know, just this iconic, beautiful older woman. CBD infused, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to put one more out there. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, that's a good one. I think I think it's interesting if a big recession really does come, whether there's going to be a real reckoning in the beauty industry. So with that, I'm going to throw it out to our listeners. Let us know who you think is going to be thriving, surviving, and dying in 2023. <laughs> Drop into our DMs or leave us a comment. We always want to hear from you. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so much, Dilma. You've been so wonderful to chat with. And guys, don't forget, we are guests on... Vilma's podcast is called Due Diligence. Don't forget to follow and subscribe everywhere and also follow Vilma on TikTok. What's your handle again? Tell everybody. I am Dolma, D-U-L-M-A. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.